Hi, everybody. I'm Bailey. I'm Drew. I'm Lacey. And we're sarcastic, so let's get sinister. So this is uh, part two of Dial of Fast, and I can almost guarantee you that it's going to be a three-parter, which is exciting. Have we had a three-parter episode before? Um, I'm sure we have. I, I think when I did Lori Vallow, that one ended up oh, okay. going Lori Vallow was three parts. That's true. Um, this is really going to be like the meat of our sandwich. That's my favorite part of the sandwich. Sorry. Sylvia's hair is getting everywhere. Um, so there's our, no time to dilly? There's no time to dally. Dilly. But we can dilly? No shenanigans. I'm going to dilly all over the place. We're not going to ne'er-do-well or whatever. Um, okay. So, two quick summary of what happened pretty much in January 1959. Um, in Russia, ten hikers went on a hike through the Ural Mountains one ended up dropping out before the hike actually began, so this ended up being nine people. They had a combination um, experience of outdoor survival, like, around, like, 55 years. Um, and everything seemed to be going fine, and then they were never heard from again. So, it took about um, a month or so for search teams to find any shred of their whereabouts um until february 26 1959 they came upon their campsite um is that good summary for everybody did i miss anything yes i feel good about it you left us hanging at the campsite i did um and there's a reason for that because once we get into it we're gonna we're gonna find our lost hikers why are you going through where are you this is the last slide that I that we ended. Okay. Okay. Um so the hikers found the tent, which let me Yeah, that's the thing. So that's what the tent looked like, um, in that left photo. Um it was collapsed but visible. The back entrance was covered with a few inches of snow and the front entrance was halfway open. Um, a pair of skis stood up right next to the tent and an ice axe stuck in the snow near the front. You can kind of see those skis are on the sort mm-hmm. of to the right of that person's head that's crouching down. Um, strange thing, they also noticed a flashlight was laying on top of this tent structure. Um, it was switched off but still had a good battery when they like tested it. They also noticed um, Igor's coat was just outside the tent entrance in the pockets. Um, in the pockets, uh, he had a pocket knife and a picture of Zena. There were also several socks, hats, loose change, and other small objects scattered around the campsite. Um, the second photo there, I'll go over it, but pretty much once they were like got into the tent and went through everyone's stuff they started just like piling everyone's things on top of each other um on top of the tent just making a giant pile and a mess which was horrifying for a crime scene but whatever 
Um, about 50 feet away from the camp, they noticed several sets of footprints leading away from the tent, uh, showing that whoever made them were either barefoot or wearing socks. Um, some of these prints were indented, while others were um, what, what they called raised tracks, or like kind of like columns. Um, these are created when a warm footprint happens in the snow, like a bear, uh, barefoot. The heat melts the snow, and then it refreezes into ice, and then as the wind blows the looser snow away, the column remains behind, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry, still congested getting over COVID. Um, several unusual mar- marks were mixed in with the footprints, resemble- resembling like drag marks for like people like falling in the snow. Um, and witnesses couldn't really agree on how many sets of tracks there were. Go too far. Mm. Get away. Get away. Get away. Mm, Sorry, I was trying to figure out how to go backwards. Oh. Uh, The tent was frozen to the ground, and in order to open it, they actually had to take the pickaxe and chop a hole in the top of it and kind of just, like, unfold it. Um, There were no bodies in the tent, but food, boots, blankets, backpacks, cameras, diaries, buckets, and a metal box were found inside. So that night, um, a storm was coming in, so they quickly collected a few things from the tent um, that were, like, the diaries, um, the metal box, and they left that area for the night for safety. Um, They were really hopeful when they were reading in the diaries about the group's possible storage site, uh, because this would mean that the hikers would have availability to, like, food and supplies. It was kind of like a backup area. and as of, like, going through the diary, they didn't see any, like, problems with the group. Like, no fights or anything. Um, in the metal box that they took, they um, it contained Igor's passport, return, return train tickets, and 700 rubles, which is currency in Russia. Um, so the next day, they returned to the tent area, um, and the group, the search party, divided up. Some stayed um, with the tent to look through, like, the backpacks and stuff. Some went uh, with the footprints, and others went to find the storage site. Um, At the tent, again, there were socks and slippers uh, outside. Inside, they um, found whole crackers, uh, uncrushed tins of food, buckets, a saw, a flashlight, three axes, a knife, two kettles, a first aid kit, three compasses, a pocket watch, and four cameras, all undamaged. This comes into play because we're in a snowy area, so they're kind of, like, wondering, like, why did they leave the tent? Like, what happened? And this is yeah. kind of... Could have an avalanche have done that. Um, with all of this not being crushed, we'll go over it in part three, more when we go deeper into the theories, but it's unlikely looking that something like a giant thing of snow came piling over their tent with all these things unharmed. Um, They also saw signs of dinner in progress, such as chopped cured meat, bread, biscuits, sugar, and a cup of cocoa. Um, The stove, which was in the first part, we talk about how the stove is not like actually like a stove, it's more of like a heater. Um, It was found full of unburned kindling. There was also a cut up ski pole 
that had the top cut off and a notch that had carved into the remaining piece. There was a lot of clothing still left, which is pretty concerning when we're in this weather in this area. Um, specifically, there were nine coats, eight jackets, several coat liners, a fur coat, two fur vests, four ski pants, a pair of cotton pants, four scarves, 13 pairs of gloves, seven boots, three pairs with one extra, um, eight pairs of shoes, six pairs of ski boots, three winter hats, a fur hat, and several pairs of slippers. Um, the blankets were all laid out. All nine backpacks were inside, indicating that the tent had been prepared for the evening. Uh, backpacks were used as like a cushion and a layer between the ground and the hikers, so it looked like they were preparing to go to sleep. <clears throat> With the diaries, um, the hikers also did like a little like parody like newspaper, um, which was pretty cute. Um, they included like a riddle which the riddle was can one stove and one blanket warm nine tourists i don't know it's not really funny it's just more yeah i was gonna say that's kind of <laughs> yeah um there was also a sports section a technical news section and a physio philosophical section um in a science section in this newspaper was uh, said, in recent years, the scientific community is a lively debate about the existence of a snowman. According to recent report, snowman lives in northern Urals near Ortorton Mountain. Mm -hmm. um, this will come back when we talk about if it was a Yeti. Oh, I think. After removing the tent and the contents, um, they completely dis disassembled the tent and, like in that picture, threw everything on top of it. Um, and the whole amount, the whole pack of it was loaded and transferred, transferred, transported, yeah, trans, yeah, transported, um, to like their headquarters in uh one of the cities. At that place, this happened later, but I'm going to just mention it now. Um, while the tent was hanging at the headquarters, a streamstress who was there to complete another job, she had noticed that the canvas um, had the cuts, but they were made from what looked like the inside of the tent. Ooh. Um, I don't have a picture of that yet, Drew, so calm down. Um, I'm going backwards. Okay, great. A crime lab had confirmed this as well and there um were multiple unsuccessful attempts of cutting through the tent sorry i just are you stopping because of me no i just i had to burp oh okay i have a question real quick what's up i don't know if you mentioned it in part one but was the diet love pass incident was it named after igor yes oh yeah so, I didn't know that. I thought it, I, well, I just never really thought about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I meant to, I don't know if I said that. Um, yeah, so, because Eager was the, um, the leader. leader of this, and he charted this course, so that's why it got named uh, yeah, after him, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah. I think you did tell us that. I always thought, I know that you, ought, like, you said, you've said where, what mountain they're on. Or Torto. What? Or Torton. It's the name of the mountain. Right. 
I thought it was Ural. That's the range. They're in the Ural Mountains. Oh, the okay. mountain that they're at is called Ortorten. Okay. So anyway, I knew that like you had mentioned what mountain they were at or the mountain ranges. Yeah. Um but I I had always thought that it was called Diet Love Pass because they were oh, something in there. Up like Diet Love Pass was like the place no. that they were Well, look at that. I learned something new. Yeah. Um Okay. So Sorry. that's so they noticed the cuts about the tent and they noticed that there were it wasn't just like one like cut and then like a tear. There was many unsuccessful attempts into the canvas that didn't even fully penetrate it. Um, we will go over in theories why that is interesting. Um, I think it's a little hard same... too. A little bit. They're just desperately jabbing at the tent from the inside with their knife trying to carve their way out. I don't like it. Um, so the group that went to find the storage site actually found it. It was three students and two uh, Mency trackers. It was about a third of a mile southwest of the tent. It was a hole dug in the snow lined with cardboard and logs, covered up with logs and branches, and were mar- was marked with a pair of upright skis. The contents had appeared not to be in- been touched after being initially packed. Um, inside was condensed milk, canned meat, sugar, butter, cooked sausage, oatmeal, cocoa, coffee, tea, loin, milk powder, crackers, and noodles. It also had an extra pair of boots, a pair of shoes, an ice pick, a hat, a checkered shirt, firewood, extra batteries, and George's, man- George's mandolin. Um, George, there he is. Um, he, f- it's he un- didn't think that, sorry, he didn't think he- his mandolin would be vital for the rest well, of the expedition. So, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know if I touched on this. The storage site was created so that they could lighten their loads before right. they. Right, and set. because they're making yeah. like a circle. Yeah. So this was to like I don't know. I mean, it's it's not essential. He doesn't need to carry it up a mountain. It's probably easier for him to leave it. The mandolin could make all the difference. But. <laughs> But also, like, he brought it in the first place. Yeah, because they need some kind of entertainment out there for 16 days. All right. Um, the alarming thing, especially about the storage site, is that it was marked with a pair of skis. Yeah. It's unknown whose pair, pair of skis is, these are, um, but no one had extra skis with them. So to leave them behind is... Like, you um, can't walk. Yeah. The, the one about who how... ended up, the one who survived the incident, he didn't even go to the storage thing with him, right? He didn't go no. at all on it? Okay. Yuri Yudin, he, like, this is, like, these are, this is, they made this days, like, on the okay. hiking. Like, like, they're probably, like, four or five days, like, in at this point okay. in the wilderness. Yuri was nowhere near this. Um, In case you were wondering, Lacey, that's a picture of him. Yes, the scary one. You're so mean to him. The villain. Stop it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So, 
after they made this discovery, soon they found the first bodies. Um, So, Drew, you can go to that next slide. Um, Anyone, Brandon, who watches the video. um, (laughs) Anyone, Brandon. These are the real photos. Um, It kind of looks crazy because they are so frozen, but um, yeah. And some of them might get a little bit more body just FYI. Um so Yuri and George were found first in a clearing under a large cedar tree. This is about a mile away in direct line of sight near the near their tent or campsite. Um George was on his back, his right foot was bare, his left foot appeared burned and the sock torn. He was found dressed in an undershirt, a button up shirt, torn pants and his left hand was bloody with the skin torn off the back. Yuri... His his hand was partially avulsed? What? There was partial avulsion on his hand? What's like it was half half degloved? Yes. That takes a lot of effort to accomplish that was on his stomach, found dressed in a button-up shirt, shorts, torn pants, and he had torn and burned socks. Um, There was also cedar branches under both of their bodies. Um, So, you can see on the photo on the right, um, George is the one that's, like, closest, with that leg sort of in the air, and Yuri's the, the further one away. On his stomach. Is, you said George is... George is on his back. He's closest to us in the picture where they're yeah. uncovered. You you can see that, like, um, so the white part right there, um... Are the pants? Yeah, yeah that's his pants. You follow that up, that's his knee. Right. Um, and then if you just... Is he on top of the other one? No, they're next to each other. I think his leg is just leaning on him. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Um... So you can kind of also see it through that photo. This area appeared like pretty trampled on, but looked like several people had been there. Um, there were also remnants of a campfire, at least three feet away from them. Um, several logs were partially burned, while others were untouched. Did <clears throat> sorry? Did your book explain why, like on the in the left photo? It looks like they're pretty decently covered and there's not, like, a lot of footprints going on. But then over here, they're, like, uncovered. I'm, I'm assuming that this is the left photo is how they, like, that's them that's finding them. That's when they were first found. And then they, and like, they took them. the time to brush them off. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... The... Fire was also um, located on the side of the cedar tree, facing away from the tent, kind of like protecting it from being seen um, if someone was standing at the tent. They also found several socks, a partially burned woman's handkerchief, a hat, a cuff torn off a sweater, and other pieces of torn clothing in this area. Just not anybody, just loosely there. Yeah. It, It sounds like kindling for a fire. Possibly. Um, They also found a long strip of cloth measuring 30 inches to 4 inches wide. 
Um, so a little bit about the trees in this area. You can kind of see that they're like small and not so like sturdy. If that makes sense. Like they're not wide. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're pretty tall because they noticed that uh, the tree tops and branches were cut off of these trees, um, which would have been good for the fire. But mm-hmm. those pieces appeared to be not anywhere close by. Um, the large cedar that they were under um, had branches broken and cut off at a height of 14 feet. Some were scattered on the ground, while others were still kind of caught in the tree. There was also traces of blood on the outside of the tree. Hmm. Um, another third of a mile from the campsite, this is the tent. Um, that they're talking about, they discovered another flashlight. This one was found already, like, on, but it was evident, like, it was obvious that the batteries had died at some point. Xena was found half a mile from the tent and halfway between the campsite and... Should I switch slides? The cedar. Um, yeah, you can go into the next one. This is when they're, like, in the morgue, which I'm pretty sure George is wearing underwear. Which one is is George the on, on the, the right? Left. He's the one on the left. Left? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right, because look, his leg is still... Was his leg broken? Sorry, did you... Um, never mind. Oh, wait. Um, we'll get there, but I don't like, think so. Right above the knee looks weird. Yeah. But this um, is, then, like, their rigor. Yeah. And then Yuri, I couldn't go back... Yuri, I couldn't really get one from, like, his waist down, but, like, that's how he, his rigor, too. Look mm-hmm. at First of all, <clears throat> horrifying, but look at, like, yeah. the, are those the veins in his arms? I was yes. gonna say. Is that something that happens when you freeze to death, or is that just something weird with this case? Well, you, if you think about it, because Drew talks about it a lot, too, if, like, where the blood settles. Yeah. So, he was, oh, he, was on, he was, he was on his stomach. And your blood already coagulates when, like, you mm-hmm. die. I would assume that's where, that's because he's, I would assume that's coagulated blood. Okay, Jesus. That looks so yeah. freaky. So, Xena, mm-hmm. you can go to the next one. She, she was, was yeah. Oh my she God. was found halfway between the campsite and the cedar tree. She was found lying on her right side. Um, wearing a pink hat, flannel shirt, coat, underwear, leggings, ski pants, and socks on both of her feet. And you can see her rigor in this, uh, the one on the left, too. Igor, next slide, um, was found halfway between Xena and the cedar area. There he is. Um, he was three quarters of a mile from the campsite, was lying on his back with his head near a tree trunk. His hands were pressed against his chest, and his left arm was wrapped around a tree branch, as you can see. He was wearing a sweater, a flannel, and a button-up shirt, a coat, long underwear, ski pants, and socks. So he was a little um, bit more dressed. Well, Zena yeah. was had clothes on. They're definitely and both more dressed than George and Yuri. Yeah, you'll see that there's a very drastic difference between how some of these people were dressed. Um... So they were all found in February, at the end of February. Um, 
Rustum, if you want to go back to the other one, was found March 5th. So, like a week it or so like later. like he was buried. Yeah. Like, look at the how deep he was in the snow. Yeah. He was between the campsite and the cedar area as well. He was laying in what was called a corpse bed, meaning he was alive for a while after he fell in the snow. And his body had melted. His body heat had actually melted the snow around him and then refroze into a bed of ice. That's why he's Um, like in the hole but kind of elevated. Yeah. No one else was found this way. Yeah. Um, They were either dead when their bodies were placed in the snow or someone had moved them around or turned them after they died. Oh. So he was the only one who laid alive in the spot where he died. Yeah. Okay. He was on his stomach, his right arm at his side, and his left arm extended out. He was wearing a t-shirt, a button-up shirt, a sweater, a jacket, long underwear, ski pants, four pairs of socks, and one boot on his right foot. The matching boot was the extra one in the tent. Um, he had his passport, 310 rubles, a pen knife, a pen and a pencil, a comb, and a box of matches in his pockets. Um, go to the next slide for me, Drew. Okay. So, in this map, you can see the pretty much the layout of where everyone was. So, we have the tent up here um, with a flashlight that was off but working. We have a flashlight here that was on but dead. And we have pretty much a perfect straight line with Xena, Rustam, Igor, and then George and Yuri at the cedar tree. Um, a mile. So it's like they were. It looks like they were walking in this direction, and they were just dropping just like flies. So actually, it looks it looked as if Igor, Rustam, and Zena were headed back towards the tent. Oh, so they were facing yeah. the tent. Do you, could it be that they were going in, towards the storage site and were walking the wrong direction, and then realized and turned around? That's a question no. for them. Okay, never mind. Bailey <laughs> said no, Lacey. So. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> anyway. They, um, yeah, they were found, everyone was, Xena, at least, no, all of them were found under six inches of snow, and they were all facing headfirst towards the campsite. That's for Xena, Rushnam, and Igor, because if they were headed in that direction, then they died. Um, so... These first five bodies were all autopsied while the search for the others continued. We're going to go over all the autopsies together um, and we'll talk about the ME and what autopsies looked like in the 59 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but during this time, March and April, searches continued. In early May, when the snow finally began to melt, a Mency hunger hunter and his dog came across the remains of a makeshift snow den in the woods, which was approximately 250 feet from the cedar tree. Um, they found this because there were uh, appeared to be more tattered clothing. Um, another search team arrived. They used avalanche probes, which reached 10 feet long and deep. Um, but even with these probes, the areas that they were looking in these snow drifts, they couldn't even... At the bottom. That's how deep these places were. Um, 
So they started digging out some areas. One was nine feet, and they found um, a makeshift type of flooring, which I think you can go to the next slide. Yeah. So, like, branches and stuff, kind Ooh. of like like a snow den for, like, How deep that is. security. I was going to yeah, say, look at this person standing up here. Yeah. Um, the flooring was comprised of missing treetops and branches, believed to be from the cedar, cedar area. Um, and the den measured about 10 square feet, it looked like. I don't, I don't know what that I means. forgot to say something when you talked about that before. You said that, like, some of the branches were cut off at 14 feet. That's, yeah. That's higher than most of our reach. I think that's higher than everybody's reach. Well, you don't, so what don't I was thinking... In a box. Bailey, is it were they definitely like were they cut or were they broken? I don't know if they know that. Um, it's because I kind of assumed that maybe somebody fell into the tree on their way down. Because aren't weren't they like at on like in a cliff area? Um, there were. Um, it didn't really touch on like if you go back to the map, it doesn't really like describe the cliff at all like if 15 anyone, feet like, yeah that's all i got in my research yeah so if a tree was at the bottom of the the cliff and you fell off of a 15 foot high cliff and you could potentially hit a 14 foot branch but it seemed like the two of them were there at the tree and were like making a fire to stay warm and stuff i feel like if you had fallen off a cliff through a tree you wouldn't be able to do that can I say what I a theory that I have for this okay. scenario? Sure. Not the big picture. So one of them fell off the cliff and hit a couple branches on the way down and like injured themselves. So the other one went down and built a, a fire to keep them warm and was sitting with okay. them while the rest of them went back. All right. That's my where theory. The, where are the other four though? I don't know. Okay. I just I said I had a, a theory for this scenario here. This little this little scenario right here. Okay. No idea what they're doing, no idea where anyone else is. I okay. wasn't prepared for that, but that's my theory as to how the branches at 14 feet got broke. Okay, great. Okay. I've got 10 more pages to get through for this episode. Well. Okay. Um all right, let's continue. So, go back to the snow den for me. Um in each of the corners that made up this area, there was a piece of clothing. In one corner was a missing leg from sweatpants, another half a sweater, a pair of pants, and a shirt. Um, this team dug another hole about 20 feet deep, or no, sorry, 20 feet from this area above a stream, and that is where a search dog alerted to a body. They didn't see a body in this hole, so they dug another one close by along the same stream at a depth of 14 feet um and that is where they found luda luda uh luda uh was found right with the other guys all four bodies were in the stream um luda is kind of um she's like upright here yeah that makes sense she was like draped over a waterfall. Yeah. So, oh, Nicholas... so like, are her knees bent? Yeah. Okay, and then this is running water here. Yeah. Okay. You can kind of you you can see her hand. Yeah. 
Yeah, right here. Yeah. Kind of like um, in a weird prayer position. Almost. Um, Nicholas, Simon, and Alexander were lying right next to each other. Their upper bodies were in the stream. Um, while their legs were encased in the snowbank. Luda was lying face down in the stream close to Nicholas, and she was perpendicular to them in on on the small waterfall. So the boys are kind of laying like this as the water's going down, and Luda's like this. Okay. So um, is, is Luda like over here? Yeah. Okay. And um, so I see one head, two heads. I couldn't find the third one either. Is this a body here? I think so. I think I so. Maybe it's just fully submerged there. In what? Like, like where the water's water. running down. Maybe there's a little bit of a, like a, maybe the water's coming out farther than it looks and his head is just underwater. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this it has is... to be that because nobody was decapitated, right? No. You don't know. Picture that's the, it, they, they weren't. Um, This is the picture. That's the most, like, it was, it was the hardest for me too because there's really no other, like, angles to this image so yeah. yeah i can make out two i think the third one's there somewhere i i can't tell um the search team team had to remove luda in order to get to the guys um she was dressed in two sweaters a button-up shirt stockings torn and burnt pants and a pair of socks um doesn't really mention besides them laying side by side the only other interesting thing about the boys was simon's hands in particular were badly frostbitten and he had a pencil in his right hand and a notebook in his left and he also had a camera around his neck mm -hmm. so autopsies for igor Zina, yuri and george took place march 4th on the 8th they did rest him on May 9th, they did Luda, Nicholas, Simon, and Alexander. Um, before we go into all the autopsies, they're very different from what we expect now with autopsies. Um, specifically, the coroner, like, offered very little, like, explanation or, like, theories for these, like, unusual injuries that we're gonna go through. Um, some many of the injuries were just noted and not like measured or anything um and is it liver mortis true with the blood settling yeah okay he called them cadaver spots um for anyone that doesn't know what either are they're discolored areas of the skin where the blood pooled after a person died um it kind of shows you how they what position they were in when they died um okay are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at this map that has all the bodies in it. I just feel oh, like yeah. it's so weird that, I mean, so, so much is weird, right? But, like, mm -hmm. it seems like um, Luda and the boys were making a little bit of a makeshift shelter with the snow den. And I just think that it's weird that George and Yuri were not, like, with them. Because they're so close. Yeah. So it seems like the the branches they were using for the floor of the snow den are from that tree that they were under that we said had branches broken off of it. But, like, I just wonder why... I wish we knew the order in which everybody died. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, we don't get that. Yeah. Like and I think really even if, like, this happened nowadays, they were left out there, like, 
for sometimes up to two weeks like in freezing, in freezing cold. temperature yeah so yeah. like it's the temperature like we can't do like clever temp or anything it wouldn't be mean it would be meaningless yeah. i also want to say that a mile is a hell of a way to go barefoot in the snow and we're i don't gonna talk about that Neary, but one or both yeah. of them were not dressed well that's a long way to go in that kind of weather yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in part three okay all right um, I'm ready to okay talk. so xena um, we'll start with her. She, um, we'll start with her date of birth, January 12th, uh, 1937. Her body was located in the forest between the tent and the cedar area. She was found lying on her right side. She had a grayish, bluish lilac color on her back, um, this being a cadaver spot. So, at some point, her blood settled on her back, but she was found on her right side. Um, she had frostbite on all of her fingers. She was. Do you guys want me to tell you all about the clothing that they were all in, or? I, I would just did say when you told us about when they were found. Okay. Yeah. I just I, there's more detail, but we can skip it. I was going to say if there's anything like she like anything weird. Um, not for her, I don't think. Okay. Um, so for external injuries, she had a bloody abrasion and bruise above her right eye. She had a bloody abrasion on both of her upper eyelids. She had a bruise from her right eyebrow to her right cheek. She had a bloody abrasion from the bridge to the tip of her nose. Many cuts, abrasions, dried blood, and bruises on both sides of her face. Um, there were scratches and blood under her nose. Both lips were swollen and bloody, um, and she had a bloody abrasion 12 inches long and 2 inches wide on the right side of her waist from her stomach to her back. Mm. She had bloody knuckles bilaterally, bloody uh, fingernail-shaped spots on the back of her right hand. Hold on. Thanks. Um, she had skin torn and bloody from the outer part of her middle finger on her right hand. Um, no internal injuries, though. It's all external on her. Okay. Um, there was no alcohol in her system, no sign of sexual assault. Her last meal was six to eight hours prior. Um, uh, unknown for radiation. This comes into play with a few of the other bodies, though. Um, and her official cause of death was freezing, or and it was labeled violent slash an accident. Hmm. Yeah. Um, violent slash an accident. And that's what it said. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Rustin was next. Um, you can go to the next slide, Drew. His birthday was the 11th of January, 1936. He was located in the forest between the tent and the cedar area. His body position was on his stomach. Um, his cadaver spots were a bluish-red color on his back. And he was found on his stomach. Yeah. Um, frostbite on all fingers. Let me just skip through his clothing because it's not super interesting. His external injuries, he's got a lot to his head. Um, well, I mean, as you can see, he's got a lot in general on this. He's got two bloody scratches on his forehead, an indent, bloody abrasion with bruising on his forehead, um, bloody abrasion and, and bruising around his right eye, 
bruising on and around both ears. He's got a bruise on his left temple, a large bloody abrasion surrounding by many smaller abrasions on his left cheek. The right side of his face was swollen with many abrasions. Bloody abrasion on his nose, blood under his nose, both lips bruised and swollen. He had a bloody abrasion to the left side of his neck. Skin torn off and bloody in two places on his right forearm. A large bruise under his left forearm. Knuckles on both hands bruised and bloody. Bruises on his lower left leg near his ankle. His internal injuries, you'll see he had a left temple skull fracture. He had bleeding in his brain from the skull fracture. Blood around his right kidney, which um, is often seen by like a hit or a kick in that area. And he had uh, pulmonary edema, uh, which was blood, bloody foam in his lungs. Um, and a hemothorax, which is blood in his chest cavity. There was no sign of sexual assault, no alcohol in his system. His last meal was also six to eight hours prior, no radiation on him, and he was also um, deemed, his cause of death was also deemed freezing. And he was found, I'm going to go back to the map. Okay. Okay. a little parched um okay any questions comments concerns no i'm just i don't have any theories and it's making me frustrated okay just soak it all in be a sponge in this episode Alrighty. um igor is next his date of birth was the 13th of january 1936 he was located in the forest between the tent and the cedar area his body position was on his back his cadaver spots were bluish red on his back as well. He had frostbite to all four, fi- all five, fi- all, all his fingers. Okay. Um. He actually, he may have been um, shoeless too. He had it looked like he had socks on, but not shoes. Um. His external injuries, he had a bloody abrasion to the left side of his forehead near his eyebrow. He had a bloody abrasion on both upper eyelids, a bloody abrasion on the nose and blood under his nose, and two U-shaped injuries with bleeding and bruising on each side of his face. Um, You can see those kind of in the picture up there. He had bruised bloody lips, several bloody abrasions on his right forearm, bloody abrasions on the back of his left hand, um, a cut on his left palm across all of his fingers. His knuckles were also bruised and bloody bilaterally. He had bruises on uh, both knees, a cut on the front of his right leg above the ankle, um, and indented bloody abrasions from bruising on the front and the back of his ankles. Um, his internal injuries are pulmonary edema, which is just bloody foam in your lungs. Um, no sign of sexual assault, no alcohol in his system. Again, his last meal was 68 hours prior, no radiation, or they didn't test for radiation for him. Um, and his official cause of death was freezing, too. 
I just want to say out loud for the people listening and not watching that it says on this thing here, you talk, you mentioned like the bruising and indention around his ankles. It says such as from a restraint. Mm. Yes. I don't like that. But just like around so his ankles. Much. Yeah, I think yes. that, that was interesting too, not around his wrists. All right, continue. Yes. Okay, next we have George. His birthday was the 7th of February, 1936. Yeah. George George went through a lot. Um, He was found uh, in the Cedar area. He was on his back, and he had uh, cadaver spots on his back. I also want to mention um, that the the coroner... um, noted the overall like color of like the skin on each of the bodies um george's was cyanotic gray or bluish gray which he said is associated with lack of o2 no one else had that um so i figured i'd just note it because weird um and his clothing he was probably the least dressed um, and he only had one sock on, not even two. Um, his external injuries, as we go through this long list, oh. unfortunately for George, um, he had a bruise on his forehead, two bloody abrasions on his left temple. His left eye was swollen and bruised. He had a bloody abrasion to his nose, damage to the tip of his nose, which looks like it could have been like from an animal feeding. Um, both of his ears were bruised and swollen bruises on both cheeks uh both lips were swollen he had a piece of skin torn off um on one of his fingers and found around his mouth don't like that um (laughs) he had a bloody abrasion near his right armpit two bloody abrasions on the right side of his stomach bloody cuts bruises and abrasions on both sides of his right hand Skin torn off his third finger on his right hand. A piece was also found in his mouth. Um, knuckles on both hands were bruised, cut, and bloody. Blood abrasion across his left wrist. He had a bloody cro- cut across his left palm. The back of his left hand was swollen, bloody, and the skin was also torn off there. All fingers on his left hand were charred with third-degree burns. Two bloody abrasions and bruises on the upper half of his right leg. Two bloody abrasions and uh, bruises on his right shin. Large bloody abrasion and bruise to his left thigh stretches around from his around to his butt. Two large bloody abrasions and bruises, and several small bloody abrasions with bruises between the left thigh and genitals. Three U-shaped injuries, bleeding and bruises mm-hmm. to the upper left thigh leg, kind of like Igor, but to mm-hmm. but it was on Igor's yeah. face. Um, bloody abrasion to his left knee, um, and also below his left knee. He had three bloody abrasions to his left shin, a swollen left shin, a bruise on his left calf, the entire outer left leg, ankle, foot, were charred with third-degree burns. Um, His internal injuries were bleeding from his brain, um, from the right temple to the back of his head, Um, and he had pulmonary edema 
bloody foam in his lungs. There was also... George was one of the ones that was found... Under the tree. Under the tree, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't think... I think it's hard to explain how disturbed I am by the finger... The skin from his finger being in his mouth. Yeah. Um... No sign of sexual assault, no alcohol. His last meal, though, also 68 hours prior, and his official cause of death was freezing, too. Um, what if... What if the, like, group of four wandered off in the middle of the night and made that snow den with a fire, and then the others went looking for them, and George fell off the cliff... And into the fire. The fire was Why not close to the snow down. So bad. Because how else do you explain 14 foot broken branches? I don't. It's disturbing that I cannot. She said the That's Yeti is a theory. They are very tall. According to who? Everybody who knows about Yetis. I, I cannot picture a, a short Yeti. What if they're just like the size of trolls. His finger skin was in his mouth. Okay. He either ripped it off with his teeth or some other fucking person did and put it in his mouth. She said it was around his mouth. I don't like that either. So. You know, you know what else like is around either. your mouth? Hmm. I don't know. Every other facial feature. They belong there. But I'm saying, like, like, you're you're worried that he was, like, eating his own flesh. What if he was smelling it? Or looking at it very closely? I mean, whether he was eating it or not, I don't like that it was ripped off and ended up on his face. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like so many things. You ready for I the forgot next how, how weird this incident makes me feel until we're diving back into the details. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sorry. That it is you didn't do it, so um, that we know of. We don't and we don't know anything. We knew some things. Not enough. Poor George. Yuri is the next one. one. Um his birthday was the 29th of January, 1938. They did celebrate his birthday while they were on the hike just to make everyone still so sad. Um he was found in the cedar area on his stomach and he had cadaver spots um on his back actually okay uh frostbite was on both arms and legs and all fingers and toes um he had no shoes on so that makes sense um his external injuries were his hair was burned on the right side of his head from the back of his head so that like black spot that you see up there that's where his burn was both of his ears were bruised and swollen he had dry blood under his nose his upper lip cut swollen and bloody dried foamy discharge from the mouth three linear body abrasions on the outer right shoulder two indented bloody abrasions with bruises on the upper right chest bloody abrasion on the upper left chest four bloody abrasions in linear stripes on and below the inner left elbow like a u-shaped injury 
with bleeding in the inner left forearm. Another U. Um, both hands were swollen with many cuts and abrasions on the front and back. His right hand, second finger, was cut and bloody, and he had bruises on both of his shins. He had, uh, for his internal injuries, he had pulmonary edema, which again is liquid in your lungs, and it was bloody and foamy, and a hemothorax, which they found at least a quart of blood in his chest cavity. Wow. Um, I know I've already said these terms, but the difference between, so, pulmonary edema is fluid in your lungs, like in your actual, like, lung sacs that affect, like, how much air you're able to take in. Avioli. Um, yeah. The lungs are in your chest cavity. cavity. Yeah, which is, um based with like negative pressure and everything and it allows your lungs to kind of like shrink as you exhale and then like expand when you inhale um and having liquid in that cavity is also not good because it affects how big a breath you're able to take um and that is what a hemothorax is when you have blood in that area um so he has blood in his lungs and in the cavity of his plural yeah the plural cavity yeah um can i just i just want to jump in real quick because you said his ears were bruised and swollen yeah and that that, this is not the first time i've mentioned that either no i know but i with the nosebleed and the fact that he was one of the ones under the cedar tree right yep okay so the the ears lead that reminds me of something called battle signs which is or battle sign which is indicative of a head trauma with the nosebleed also being indicative of a of possible head trauma and then the fact that his hair was on fire maybe he was the one who fell or maybe both of them fell and the group of four had already built a fire so he and the other guy fell into the fire with the burns maybe we're um we're gonna talk about these burns in part three when we really go deep into it. Um, he George but, also had battle signs, but also they're third degree burns, Drew. Yeah, that's you can if you are in a fire. Okay, um, we're gonna talk about this in part three because we need to get through all the other autopsies. Um, but anyway. Mm-hmm. No sign of sexual assault, no alcohol in his system. His last meal was also 68 hours prior. Um, no sign of radiation, and his official cause of death was freezing as well. Sorry. Were any of them having signs of sexual assault? No, but it was noted, so I figured okay. I just... I mean, we can cut... The, we None of them were, so there we go. Okay. I can stop saying I was that. like... I, I didn't know if you were building up to something. <laughs> like the Yeti got frisky or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's just... It, it comes, it's all so it, scary. It, um, I mention it just because, like, it... They it was noted about, like, in the autopsy. Well, that and we talk about, like, motive. And, like, clearly it wasn't anything, like, sexual that was motive for this. <clears throat> um, but, yeah. Okay. So, we're going on to Alexander next. Um, 
which will be next in your slideshow. Okay, so. He looks like he has the least amount of damage. Sure. <laughs> I mean, out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's, okay. let's get into it. Um, so Alexander, his birthday was the 16th of November, 1934. He was found, um, near the snow den. Um, his body positioning was he, uh, was on his right side in running water. Body was originally disposed, um, on snow and then ended up in the stream, which they've estimated that the body was in, um running water for about two weeks um he had cadaver spots on his back and right side there was no frostbite noted so nothing besides that he was one of the ones with a box of matches in like one of his pockets is alarming on his clothing for external yes. injuries was up um so when you said that he was originally in snow, but then ended up in running water, yeah, they think that somebody moved him, or I think they think that he it didn't it didn't say, but I wonder if maybe like there was snow over on top of the river the stream, yeah, and okay. it melted away. Under the um, heat. Oh yeah, of his maybe. body. I feel like, I mean, the stream looked pretty decent sized, but I mean, it's like negative like 10 degrees there, so it's gonna freeze it, but I don't know. <clears throat> his external injuries, he had skin missing from around his eyes and brow area. The bone was exposed. A large amount of bruising to the right side of his face, from ear to jaw, wrapping around the back of his head and the base of his neck. Um, he had an open wound with exposed bone at the base of his skull, at the back of his head. Um, his right cheek was open, uh, exposing a bone as well. He had a broken nose. His nostrils were pinched close. Um, a bruised left knee, which... It was noted that that could have possibly been from an earlier injury. He had something of, like, an ace bandage or something. Um, when he was found, it was at his ankle, but they believed it slipped from his knee. Um, his internal injuries are pulmonary edema, the hemothorax, and a crushed thyroid cartilage, or the Adam's apple, area of his neck. Um, that's seen in um like strangling cases um no alcohol in his system there was no evidence of a last meal for him they did a microscopic examination of some of his wounds and they didn't note any hemorrhages in his wounds meaning that they all happened when he died like he wasn't bleeding or alive when those wounds happened um it didn't tell me what wounds they actually like looked at some of them are a little bit more in detail, um, but for him, not so much. Um, they did do a radiation test on him. For some reason, they didn't do it for the other ones, or not all of them, but they did it for him. Um, I was going to say, didn't, 
the last yeah. one, Igor, they did because you said he was ne- or Yuri, he was negative for sexual assault and yeah. radiation. So like some of them, they uh, noted that they did it, and some that it didn't say anything. Like it didn't give me one for um, George. Mm. But, um, so his, so, um, Alexander's radiation test, um, they sampled his gray sweater and ski pants, and they saw that the beta particles were double the normal range, um, and detected on both, and so... This calculation, or this, like, um value will often it will drop by half after being immersed in running water for three hours now it's estimated that he was in running out running water for up to two weeks so they really don't know what the original value was um his cause of death was also freezing um Next, we're going to go over to Nikolai. Let me just fix this in my notes. Sorry. Okay. Nikolai was born um, July 8th, 1935. He was located in the snow den. Um, His body positioning was on his back in running water. Um, Same thing. They estimated that he was in running water for two weeks. Um, His cadaver spots are um, a lilac greenish color located on his back. There was no frostbite noted. Um, As for his external injuries... They noted a bruise in the front of and under his le- his right shoulder. Um, believed that, like, this is similar to the wound or the uh, bruise you get when your arm is being twisted behind and, like, up your back. Um, kind wow. of like a restraint. He had an open wound on his upper left side, upper left side of his mouth, exposing teeth and gums. His internal injuries, um, as you can see, he had a pretty gnarly skull fracture of his right temporal bone. Yeah. Uh, and it was so bad that the bone actually pushed into his cranial cavity and bone splintered off into his head. Um, he had excessive bleeding in his brain because of the skull fracture. Um, he had pulmonary edema um, and something that was... Drew, I don't know if you've heard about this, um, but something that they called dry heart. Hmm. So I'm going to go by that hmm saying that you haven't heard it. Um, I'm sure we don't use it anymore, that term. But um, it's when the blood flow to the heart is abruptly cut off, causing damage to the heart itself. It's a sudden... Um, uh, Depletion, yeah, of circulating blood, dry blood, or dry heart is what it's called. It makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, he also had no alcohol or his and no last meal noted. Um, they did a microscopic exam of the exposed wound, probably somewhere on his head. Didn't know like which one. Um, and hemorrhages were found, meaning that he sustained those wounds while he was alive because he bled. Um, his radiation test was done from the bottom of his winter pants, and they were all in normal range. His official cause of death was the crushed fracture in the crest and base of his skull with profuse hemorrhaging of his in his brain. So, head trauma. Hmm. Um, next, we have Simon. Um, Simon was the oldest one. If you remember, he was born the 2nd of February, 1921. Um, he was located in or near the snow den. His body positioning was he was laying on the right, his right side in running water. Um, his cadaver spots are, um, was a lilac color on his back and the right side of his chest. He didn't have any, see now on here it says, or in his autopsy report, they didn't notice frostbite, but he was the one, if you remember, they mentioned was found with a pen and a notebook in yeah. his hand. Um, and there it noted that it was, that he had frostbite, but here it doesn't say it. I mean, I don't think it's super important, but like, whatever. Um, he did. Because it's an autopsy and they noted this. He did have a few um, tattoos. I don't know what they mean because they're Russian. But I guess I was wondering. Um, His external injuries um, are. He had a wound exposed on his left forehead. Um, He had a wound exposed on his left eyebrow. He had exposed bone and skin missing from around both eyes. His eyeballs were missing um the orbs were completely gone both of his eyebrows were missing and half of his mustache was missing he also had a nose pinched clothes injury um they described it as if like a clothespin was like applied kind of like that okay um as for his internal injuries he had five broken ribs on his right rib cage um goes from rib two to six and they were broken in two places on each bone oh each bone see that. Broken in two places yeah oh oh i see yeah that would um lead to what's called flail chest mm-hmm. um he had pulmonary edema and a hemothorax uh, with a quart of blood in his chest cavity um they did a microscopic examination of his exposed wounds and the ribs. Hemorrhages were found in the open wounds, and specifically they looked at these eye, the eye sockets um, and also in his ribs, meaning that both injuries had occurred before death. Okay. Um, his radiation test was normal. And his official cause of death was multiple rib fractures and internal bleeding into the pleural cavity. Hmm. Yeah. So, so oh, sorry, did you mention his mustache? 
Yes. Yes, that half was missing. Sorry, I was read. I was. I was looking into cold temperatures and floral or pulmonary edemas. There's a correlation. Oh. Um, I have a. And I missed the mustache part. I have an autopsy question. Do sure. the autopsies differentiate between like injuries that were sustained before and during death versus things that happened due to exposure afterwards? They can usually tell based on like blood flow. Like they can tell if a bruise was pre pre mortem or post mortem based on how it the blood responded. Because if it's pumping, it would look different than if it's just not pumping. Yeah. Um, I was looking back at the picture from when these guys were found, and they, what we can see of their head looks much like. The other people look more intact, and I feel like part of that is because these guys were laying in water for a while. Yeah, I mean, I was looking up photos of them for the the Patreon, aka for Brandon, and um, did you come across Simon's photos? Yeah, he looks like a skeleton. Yeah. So, um, so does Luda, who we're going to talk about next. Um, yeah, do you have them? Are they part of the PowerPoint? No. Alright, I'm going to show Lacey real quick. Okay. Just because I... I didn't like them. Yeah, they're creepy. They're off-putting, yeah. to say the least. Yes. I mean, they were out there longer. It took a couple more months to find them, but they were also, like, frozen. But, like, they were... In, and then they were in the water... Because, like, yeah. the other people, the pictures when they found them, they look like they just died. Like, they're, oh, my God. That's yeah. Luda. That, that's Luda. Oh, she was. See, that makes me so. Then we had the picture of them all on that bus, like, getting ready to, or the back of that truck getting ready that's, to go And off. that's why it was, like, I didn't want to put it in the PowerPoint, because your comment, like, literally was, like, in my head. That, like, <laughs> they look all they so excited They were just so everything. excited. And now this is yeah. just a couple months later. Jesus. That's Simon. I don't like that. Um, the main, the reason I had started to ask that question was because I was trying to come up with a reason that the the eyes would be gone because his eyes missing is disturbing. And I was trying to be like, well, he was laying in water, but then I look back at the picture and he wasn't face down in the water. And I don't think that just laying in water would make your eyes come out anyway. I feel um, like it was. Sorry. I I could see water like constant water especially because this is in constant it's it's at a waterfall so like mm-hmm. it's in constant motion and everything like i could see it yeah. kind of like wearing down the skin almost mm-hmm. um but his eyes were like just fully out cleanly gone i mean, I mean my thing is that he was out in the wild, so to speak, for months, two months, right? About two months. More. They, they were they found, found in May. them in May. Oh, I thought you said March. Wasn't somebody found in March? Ro- uh, Rustum was found in March. Oh, okay. All right. So more than two months, four yeah. months. Um, and he wasn't like covered by snow. Because he was in the river, so like, 
creatures. But the but the stream was covered in snow. Yeah, I was gonna say didn't wasn't that where they did like the avalanche probe and they had to go like way deep to yeah. get to them? Oh. So if you go back to um go back to the photo that they were found, the boys. I'm getting there. Like that's all, all that like, snow was snow. covering them. Yeah. Well then maybe I don't know. I can I'd like I know that like animals like to eat eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was thinking maybe birds. But then I was yeah. also wondering if that was the case, would they note would there be like injuries to the bones and the skin where like they had pecked away? But so, they would Yes, they should note that. Did the coroner in this case? No. Okay. It might just be like scratches from like he, talons. Um but didn't you say the skin around his eyes was missing? Yeah. So if they landed on his face and pecked out his eyes and then Ugh. picked at the skin around his eyes, it was kind of like they were destroying their own evidence of being there. Birds, man. I don't like them. Um, let's go into Luda next. She's yeah. our last autopsy. Oh, um, sugar. Look at all her broken heads. Yeah, I think she got the worst of it. Um, so Luda's birthday was the 12th of May, 1938. She was located near the, the snow den. Her body position was on her stomach and running water. Um, she was pretty much on top of that like waterfall. Um, and she had cadaver spots, which were cyanotic gray, on her back. Okay. Um, she did not have frostbite, but her hands and feet were described as a pale gray with pur purple hues. Um, the interesting part of her clothing that she was found in was it looks as if she took clothing off of George, George and Yuri. She was they found were the two with, by the tree. Yeah. Okay. She was found with um cotton pants that were um torn with burns on them. Um and also a torn gray jacket that she had wrapped around her shin and her left foot. Um that was also believed to come from one of the boys. Okay. I mean they died for I was already kind of thinking that they died first. Just because they seemed to be the most naked. Um Although now it sounds like they did have a little bit more clothes on, but maybe if they died first, it would have made sense for the other ones to be like, well, we need these clothes. Do you know, yeah. do the burns, where were the burns on the, the pants? I think they were down the leg. Did they correspond to the burns on? I think they did. Oh, no, man. stop going, going forward. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go backwards. Yeah, so Yuri, I think it was Yuri. He had the burns down his left leg, um, and I believe I saw that the, the pants um, was, like, all down the left leg, too. So. So it's believed that she took the clothes off of them. Yeah. I mean, that um, makes sense. If they're dead, they're not going to use the clothes anymore. Yeah. Really so, her external injuries... Where she had a wound with bone exposure on the left, on the top left side of her head. Her nose was also pinched closed like the others. Her skin was missing from the area around her eyes, including her brow, nose, and left cheek. 
um, and the bone was exposed here. Both of her eyeballs were missing, orbs completely gone too. Um, she had missing skin from her upper lip, and her jawbone was exposed. Um, her tongue was missing. Ah. She had a bruise on the upper part of her left leg. As for her internal injuries, again, her tongue was missing. Um, that kind of counts for both. Um, the diaphragm of her mouth was missing. This is um, my mylohyoid muscle, I think it's called, um, which connects the bottom of the mouth to the hyoid bone in your neck. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I might be saying that wrong. Wait, what is what are you saying? Say it again. A muscle? Hyoid? Are you saying a bone or a muscle? It's a muscle. Okay, good. I was going to say the hyoid is the only bone that doesn't connect to any other bone in the body. So there would be no mu- bone that connects it to so, anything. So the muscle... My hyoid muscle... It sounds so like you said. Okay. Um that connects the bottom of the mouth to the hyoid bone in the neck. I don't know. Um yeah, the hyoid bone is the is the bone in right, that's like it's the in one your that's neck. floating. Right, and it makes sense if you're trying to like move your jaw. Um So that part was, was missing, you said? Missing. That's so Yeah. Um, her hyoid bone was mobile, which um, it's right like below your jawline. Um, and when it's mobile or broken, it's a, usually a sign of strangulation. It was also exposed because the muscle that I had said in the tongue were missing. Um... I guess you could see, like, right down from her mouth to there. Uh, there's no explanation for this area, such as the, like, it wasn't, uh, the coroner never, like, commented on, like, the actual, like, wound, if it was, like, jagged, or, like, if it was, like, clean cut, like, if someone, like, cut it out, or if it was, like, animals came for it. Um... She had crushed thyroid cartilage, which is also a common in- injury during strangulation. She oh, had gosh. pulmonary edema. She yeah, had a hemothorax yeah. with one and a half quarts of blood in her chest. She had four broken ribs on her right rib cage, um, broken in two places, and six broken ribs on her left rib cage. Those were broken only in one spot. Um, she had blood on her sternum and fractured ribs. Um, that caused hemorrhaging in her body. Her heart was actually pierced by one of her broken ribs, causing a one-inch hole in her right ventricle. Um, during her microscopic exam, exam um, the exposed wounds, hyoid bone, heart, and ribs were all examined. No hemorrhages were in the hyoid bone. Hemorrhages in the open wounds, such as the eye sockets, heart, and ribs, um, were found, meaning that these injuries occurred prior to death. Mm. The eyes, you said? Yeah. What was it? The eyes and what? 
the eyes, heart, and ribs. Oh, okay. So I they really don't feel like a bird pecked her eyes out while she was alive. No, um, and I've because it seems like um, the people who were in the running water have a lot of like skin missing. I've since revised my theory, and I was waiting till the end okay. of the autopsies to share it. I'm almost done with her. It doesn't involve birds. Mm. Um, during this microscopic examination, he didn't look at her like mouth, so it's unknown if like her tongue was taken out prior or after death. Oh. Um, I'm going to choose to believe it was after death. I'm going to believe that with you. I have something in my notes for the next episode to talk on that, but we'll get back we'll round back to that later. Okay. Um, during her radiation test, her jacket um, that was around her legs, um, the pants and her sweater were tested. Um, one of her sweaters came up positive for the beta particles um, in excess of double the normal range. Just like Alexander. Um, and again, <clears throat> sorry. Um, again, the number will drop when running water after three hours um, by half. And we don't know what the normal value would be after running, laying in running water for up to two weeks. Her official cause of death was excessive hemorrhage, multiple bilateral fractures of the ribs piercing the heart internal bleeding um into the thoracic thoracic cavity oh my god i swear i speak medical jargon um yeah um yeah i would like answers i don't care like the the mystery of what happened isn't fun anymore i would like to know what happened because it's it seems like a lot of them have something going on like pulmonary edema or mm -hmm. the hemothorax but from like i did a quick check because i was i had like an inkling and i wanted to double check before i said anything but i'm pretty sure that there is a correlation between like hyperventilating freezing cold temp like air and pulmonary edemas so that's worth noting that if they're panting or hyperventilating that could be ca causing the pulmonary edemas. But my thought was, um, you know how, like, when a body is in, a like, water for a while, mm -hmm. and then, like, if someone tries to manipulate the body, the skin will, like, I think it's called slough? Or, slough. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Now, if the water was running, would, could that explain how some of the skin on their faces sloughed off? That was kind of my question when I was asking if they note in the autopsy, like, when these things happen was from, like, the missing skin. Like, she's missing skin from her lip, and, like, they had skin from different parts of their faces and stuff. I was wondering how much of that was just being in the water. I don't know. The eyes coming out while she was alive was not from laying in the water, and I don't like knowing that. Do they know if Simon's eyes came out post-mortem or pre-mortem? They do, and I'm pretty sure I said that. You're saying so much. They have they There's each have like a hundred injuries. They're hurt so I know, bad. I'm sorry. It's, all her it ribs. sucks because we have so many victims, unfortunately. Yeah, nine um, of them and they each have ten injuries. 
It also seems like everybody who was in the water had, like, the nasal pinching. Yeah, Simon, yeah. yes, Simon's eye sac- sockets hemorrhaged. So okay, he so was Simon's alive. eyes were... Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. I just didn't connect. They were both eyes. alive for their eyes to be removed. Cool, I'm sure that was fun. So it seems like Simon and Luda have very similar injuries. The broken ribs. Both of them have, um, like, or definitely have flail chest. There's, um, yes, there's a lot of similar in, in injuries amongst them. But just in general, there's a lot of similar in, in injuries, like, strange injuries through them all. Mm-hmm. Um, that is all I have for today. Um, sorry to throw okay. a ton of information at you. Um, I would like um, answers. Okay, so for part three, <laughs> okay. we're going to talk about um, all of the evidence and the strange clues. We're going to go into more detail of them. We're going to trust, touch on the like investigation because there was. Um, well, I should hope so. It wasn't much of an investigation, but we'll get there. Well, it was cold outside. They can they they can do it indoors. It was Russia. You know where all the um, clues are? At the crime scene. Not there anymore because of all the snow and the weather. Yeah, uh, also they didn't seem to really care too much. Well that's how they nice. Well, they what I mean was like they threw a bunch of evidence on top of a tent. Like Yeah. And, I forgot to mention, um, I don't know if I have it in next episode, but they used the, they didn't dust for prints anywhere. They also used the cameras of the hikers and the skis and the poles. Yeah, because, you know, why not? And then also, the what else I was going to say is, like, look at the before George and Yuri were, disco- like, discovered versus the after. like. Preservation of the crime scene is. I will. I'll play devil's advocate and say, in their defense, they didn't necessarily immediately know they had a crime scene. They probably, unless they were involved, um, thought that they had some hikers who were in over their head and froze to death. Yeah. Also, we have people go hiking in the mountains in the winter and then they go missing. We usually suspect that they went missing on their own. Yeah. I mean, I don't think nobody went out there and murdered anybody, but although I was going to say, hold on. Or did they? Maybe someone was a little Oh my god. Jealous that he didn't get to go. (laughs) That I'm so tired of my sciatica holding me back. Oh my god. (laughs) You guys are the worst. I wish I could zoom in on his face. This man is literally like, this is awful. He looks like he'd be a bad guy in The Incredibles if we were cartoonizing. Oh my god. Okay, well, that was sinister. I wasn't done. I was. (laughs) Um, I wanted to just add, in addition to, I didn't want Lacey to play devil's advocate by herself. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I mean body recovery you kind of have to do what you got to do to get the body out so with that much snow 
devil's advocate, they did what they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you have you seen more pictures of his rigor mortis body? Um, were you on the same website as I was? Probably. Um, that is where I've gotten them. Um, okay, then there probably. Was only the the only photos that were in my book were um like the ones that they got them out of the snow. Okay, it wasn't I wanted... any like autopsy or like post mortem when like the snow was melted off of them. It was just like finding them. I want to show Lacey because I f- I feel like his positioning is so weird. Oh, I've seen this one. Sorry, I lied. Looks like he's running. See what I mean? That looks goofy. He doesn't even look like a real person. No. Yeah. This is yeah. what I was well, saying when I was like, the people in the water seem so much more degraded. Like, he well, looks like he just fell over. They see, and that's the thing, too. Like, the 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 ones that were in the snow and everything, like, they clearly, as awful as it sounds, like, they had to let them, like, defrost. Because um, they come out of the snow and they're just, it doesn't look real. Yeah, like, yeah. I just want to know, like, what was the scenario where he died in this position? Like, his his one arm is fully extended, and then he's like... And how was he found lying? Was he found on his stomach or his back? Although, it seems like they've stomach. been moved around, so... It, it looks like maybe he was originally in, like, a fetal position, and then just, like, relaxed a little. Yeah, kind of started to sweat out. But I don't know. I, the positioning of them. I'm also. We'll talk about it. Your diet love, yep. Igor. His like hands up at his chest. Oh, uh, wasn't he the one who his arm was like around a tree branch? Was that him? Yeah. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. Okay. We go into we, we go into all of it. Okay. All right. So that was that's going to conclude our part two. Stay tuned for our part three. Um, and and if you want to follow along with us with the slideshow, you could um, join our Patreon at Patreon slash Sinister and Sarcastic nine four two. Ooh. And we uh, hope you keep listening. We're not there yet. God damn it. Okay, can you guys like pretend to be professional? No. I'm professional. I was about to say I, it. Anyway, um well that you was look sinister. professional with your sunglasses. Well that was sinister. And we were sarcastic. We hope sort you're of listening. <laughs>